walk into a bar On a cool winter's evening underneath the stars And we'll find somewhere close we don't wanna walk far Nor do we want the hassle of a car You're in the cool room. I am Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who tries to put me off in every intro, David Griffiths. Well, no, I'm the David Griffiths who doesn't try to put you off in every podcast and intro. <laughs> I never know which David I'm I'm speaking to. <laughs> it's a debatable thing in my brain as well. <laughs> um, welcome, guys. It's uh, season two, episode four. I don't know whether to say that or four? not. Mm. It is episode four. Um, and uh, this episode we went out to The Nest, uh, which is Two Birds Bar slash Brewery in Spotswood. Drinking coffee and talking beer. Yeah, we had a mug of, was it International Roast? Well, you had a mug of International Roast. I yes. had a mug of coffee at home and then a mug of coffee in Flemington and a mug of coffee in Spotswood. <laughs> Espresso 85, it was lovely. I caught some Pokemon while I sat around. Oh, I went and got a coffee after there as well. I got there before. Ah, oh, you went there beforehand, it's right. It's just okay. my usual sort of anal retentive self. I just wandered around Spotswood at, you know, 8 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning. It was a very early, so we started at 9, so uh, it was very early for everyone involved, <laughs> I think. <laughs> for a beer podcast. <laughs> was, yeah, there wasn't much beer going on, but there was a lot of, um, well, there was a lot of uh, envy sort of going on with the size of their operation. Oh, absolutely, uh, there was. And also, like, uh, well, I don't want to spoil the interview, but Jane was saying that, that they're spread across three sites now as well. So it's. I think it might be three sites next to each other, but still. Oh, well, it's still, still mm. huge. Absolutely. But we'll get to that in a second. Um, have you been out drinking anywhere? Well, not much, Damien, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I guess on a few occasions, yes. Yeah. Uh, we had a few beers here before New Japan Pro Wrestling. Oh, uh, yeah, we did. And quite a few people came down. So if you're a listener of this podcast and came down, thank you. Um, all the wrestling podcasts and came down, thank you as well. But and if you don't good. know, that we was... do a wrestling podcast. We do a wrestling podcast. We do. do. There's a few other uh, retrobates that get involved in that one as well compared to... This is more of our serious podcast. Mm. I've lowered my eyebrows. Mm. As we both listeners did that. Will appreciate. As soon as I said serious, we both... <laughs> Eyebrows. Um, yeah, the wrestling podcast is a lot of opinions about a very silly thing. But if you want to check that out, that's 15 Minutes of Doom. And we had a special sort of wrestling-themed uh, or Japanese pro-wrestling-themed mm. drinks night at the Royal Mail, which involved uh, Pokemon-flavoured soda yeah. with uh, vodka, a whole lot of... Uh, very, very tasty uh, Japanese beers and mm. related drinks. And um, some sake was some sake, had. And some of the wrestlers came back afterwards. Mm. There was a bit of an after party that happened. There was, and I've learnt that I can't drink with people who are six foot seven <laughs> and 300 pounds. <laughs> no, really, I can't. Yeah, and that's their, that's their real height and weight. Yep. That's not their build weight when they walk to the ring. Um, yeah, no, that was a really good night. It was nice to have that many people down and it was a really good vibe and you would think that wrestling fan, it would just be crazy, you know, hoons, hooning around, but it's not at all. It's all very sort of comic con. It's got a real comic con vibe. That's exactly right. (laughs) Which is very nice. Um, I haven't really done a lot. I'm doing a degree i'm studying a degree outside of work so i don't really have a lot of time to go out but i did go to the grand trailer park taverna last night on burke street to catch up with a friend who was in town uh shout out to kevin um i think i couldn't remember whether i'd been there before or not i think i might have briefly to pop in with some to pop in to say Mm. hi to someone or something but it's on essentially on the corner of burke and russell upstairs um so it's very cool um we had a, a very interesting waiter <laughs> it's super nice but just really yeah really sort of strange um the beer selection on tap was not bad you know, like some stomping grounds but mainly coopers and, and stuff like that but i suppose if you're looking for a quick burger and a beer it wouldn't be a bad place 
mm. to go to if you're up that end, the Parliament end of Melbourne. So I don't want to bore our international listeners with the minutiae of meet-up places <laughs> at the top end of Melbourne. Uh, that's pretty much all I've... That's the only sort of outing I've had since the last mm. podcast, which is pretty sad. Well, I sort of had the very much... Very much in a inner city and very much country experience in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. went to Young and Jackson's, which I don't think wow. I've been to for five or six years. But yeah. I've always enjoyed sitting in the very corner of yeah. the upstairs uh, area where you can watch all the people rushing home via Flinders mm. Street Station. You can that look out on the nice clocks. Feeling, yeah. And so we went up there and did that the other night. And Yeah, so for our listeners who are outside of Melbourne, that this pub is like if you were to get off at Flinders Street Station which is the main station in Melbourne you can't you would see this pub it's this big huge old pub that's been there basically since Melbourne has been yeah so there's sort of photos of the wall with horse drawn on the wall of uh, horse drawn carriages mm. and so forth going up and down the street so we had a look at those and I bored my son silly with Quotes from Clancy of the Overflow and uh, <laughs> you know interpretations of John Brack's Collins Street and so forth. <laughs> it started. He he enjoyed the experience at first, and it's fair to say he bored of it very quickly. So. Yeah, I can imagine. If you want to see what it looked like in the late seventies, you can see it in uh, "It's a Long Way to the Top" video by AC. Absolutely, uh, they're on the back of a. Oh, I went to Cookie as well. That's <laughs> I'd forgotten oh, about. Oh wow! <laughs> Talk about polar opposites. <laughs> <laughs> but also the entire length of the long way to the top video clip, more That's or less. That's basically exactly it. Um, what's it like? Because they've there was a Renault done there a little while ago for Young and Jackson. So if they turn, is it still your meat and potatoes you, sort of pre? We didn't go up to the or? very top level, which I think is the cool one. Okay. Um, yeah, it was made of potatoes where we were, but yeah. good and fun and fine. Yeah, and yeah, not cheap. Not, yeah, it's not, is it? Like, yeah, for, not, you know, I'm not raving about it. Yeah, but it is one of those pubs that is sort of iconic. And oh, 100. Um, you know, it was nice to go there. And then we went up to the Cosmopolitan in Trentham for lunch last Saturday. Yeah, right. Which is your proper proper country pub. Yeah, and like you know, sort of slanted roof falling off type thing at the front, <laughs> and but you know, good honest fare. Yeah. And, you know, Blakey and I went and tried to find gold, you know, ditch out the back afterwards with our little pick. <laughs> we found quartz, but not gold. So, yeah, you know. that's usually the case. <laughs> Any craft beers on the menu there? Or I wouldn't have thought uh, so. No craft beers on the menu, although there could have been craft beers on the menu. What there certainly was was a Dalesford cider, which I'd not had oh. before, which was a nice, crisp, Clean drinking cider, yeah. To the extent that my mother, who is ninety, let me just consider this, oh, 89, yeah. Even she quite appreciated it. Oh, so yeah, we the whole family had a cider for lunch. Yeah, Blakey, who's seven, did not did have not. The cider. Okay, that's, that's good. Right. So, yeah, we should probably clarify that. <laughs> Blakey's getting a lot of mentions on the podcast. Oh, it, it could you go. <laughs> we've, we've had a Blakey intense couple of weeks at school holidays here in Australia. Yeah, and. He conducted the bulk of the trivia quiz at the Royal Mail by himself tonight. Did he really? And his reward for that is that we now have a little 1980s computer game station downstairs. Right. And he's been playing Galaga with me tonight. Right. So. <laughs> that That is pretty cool. It's one of those like sit-down tabletop arcade machines that I haven't played yet, but I, I have to. It's so cool. If you're in the area, if you're in... You're around sure 519 Spencer Street. There's like 60 games on there and you can play Galaga or you can oh, play really? 1942 or Pac-Man. I love or 1942. And Blakey was playing these games from the from 1980, which I've never played before. Yeah. Well, like Pong and stuff like that. Or I don't even know what they're called, but yeah, they're, yeah basically. Yeah. I've got to go and check that out. I'm too busy studying, David. I'm such a boring person at the moment. Um, well, I suppose we should get into plugging... <laughs> I'm showing Damien the notes on the side of the coffee cup he gave me to make my notes on before. This is the, as anyone who's a regular listener of the podcast would know, that we just lather ourselves in professionalism. We're not good at plugging stuff. (laughs) And we're also, yeah, we're not good at plugging stuff. So David was like, I should write it all down. And the only, the closest thing I had to a piece of paper in my apartment 
was a coffee mug from this morning, a paper coffee cup from this morning. Um, but what do we got at the moment? We've got quite a bit coming up. We do. What's so happening? At, at the moment, I'm drinking Kaiju Behemoth. So first of all, a shout out to Kaiju and a thank you for letting us have Behemoth on the day that it's released. Yeah. It's drinking beautifully. It's is ten percent alcohol, so it's a oh, nice. pretty big black beer, but delicious. Yeah, um, and I I'm love not sure black if beers. They don't, people don't do a lot. There aren't a lot of because it's a black ale, right? It's not That's a stout. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. And I'm not sure if I'm allowed to mention this or not, but having drunk a can of the Behemoth, I'll just sort of throw out there. Fruity. <laughs> 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 sure, that's, that's okay. Good. I don't know. It was the first word that came into my head. Uh, I, I think we've done a deal at the Royal Mail to do a, a special beer with the people of Kaiju oh, that's to exciting. coincide with Metallica coming to Melbourne no in way. the second week of October. Yeah. So I think they're here on the Tuesday and the Thursday. We're going to go out and brew. And the podcast will be along for the journey. Yeah. Uh, brew a big stout with them. Oh, that's which will awesome. be available on the Tuesday and the Thursday. We're going to do a black food themed uh, Friday night dinner. Yeah. How much blacker could it be in the words of Spinal <laughs> Tap? None, none blacker. Mm-hmm. So look forward to a kaiju stout Cthulhu IPA, black IPA takeover in early October. Mm-hmm. Um, it's can awesome. I can I, I suggest a, a name for the event? Yes, I already have the, one, but you go with uh, yours. I was going. Well, this is a Metallica theme. That's my drink style determines my hangover style. Oh, I see. I quite like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've also got one. Just to quote St. Anger to annoy any <laughs> Metallica fans who are actually listen, <laughs> listening. Well, see, I, was, I'm, I was going modern Metallica with my naming as well. Yeah, what's that? But I'm not sure if you're aware of Kaiju's previous name. With Monster Mash and various other sort of related yeah. matters, yeah, I'm going with our kind of monster. Ah, that's good. I think yours is better. Thank you. Yeah, yours is better. And you mine's can continue. All, to mine's you. very wordy. <laughs> it goes on a bit. You get halfway but, through and people fall asleep. <laughs> so, and, and I'm really hoping we haven't quite done all the deals on all these bits and pieces yet. That Kaiju will design their own or our own monster for that event. That's awesome. Yeah, and a big stout, only available at the Royal Mail in that week. That's great. We're pretty it's privileged been... with all this. Oh, yeah, that one's... Yeah, these brewers have been really nice to us. We do a lot of fun things, but that one's going to be properly, yeah, properly that's awesome. fun. Um, really quick mentions of a few other bits and yeah, pieces. The reason awesome. why we've uh, gone out and done the uh, interview with Two Birds, apart from the fact that they're just an awesome brewery who we yeah. love and that we yeah. normally have in the fridges... Uh, is that we've got one of the very last kegs of the Golden Ale, as you will hear more about during the podcast itself. Yeah. Uh, so on the 19th, next Friday, depending yeah. on when you hear this podcast, we're going to be having a farewell a goodbye to the Golden Ale. There'll be cheap Golden Ale pints. Yeah. We're going to have the special uh, Black Current Goze, the Purple Rain on tap. Yeah, We're going to have $6 cans of Trailblazer, $6 cans of the Two Birds Pale Ale, $6 yeah. cans of the Passion Victim, and free wings, bird-related, of course, between <laughs> 4 and 6 p.m. The night will go much later than that, but yeah. we're going to really send that one off in style, so hopefully people can come down for that. I'm just rattling them off now, Damien. No, They're good. all written on the coffee them. cup. Yeah. It's, uh, this is gonna... what happens when we write things down. That's exactly right. <laughs> we bring coffee cups into the studio we more should. often. Well, we usually do. We just don't write anything <laughs> on them. This is true. <laughs> on the 26th of July, the following week, is the big Brewdog Scottish Christmas in midwinter night. This is going to be cool. There are so many good beers and so much good food. Yeah. Smoked oysters, haggis that we're making in the restaurant or in the kitchen near the restaurant, more importantly. <laughs> no, it won't on happen, in, table, it won't happen in front of you. That's a fact. It's exactly right. Deep fried Mars bars. Which are delicious. We've got dog Especially B, C, D, E, F available. Mm. We have abstracts for those of you that know the brew dog range. We've got beers with marshmallow and cocoa nibs in them. Yeah, It's a pretty magic lineup of things. I, I've never seen a place with as many 
Brewdog dog beers listed. Yeah. They're sort of 18% chocolate, chili, coffee, barrel-aged stouts. They're amazing. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I, I'll say my favourite overseas brewer because I don't want to upset any of the Australian brewers that we've had on the, the podcast, but I love Brewdog. Like, they're... I'm, I'm, yeah. I suppose it's kind of like liking the Beatles <laughs> if you like mm. craft beer because everybody likes Brewdog, but they they just make such great stuff. So that'll be awesome. And the final one, which scarily starts to swing into view, is our first birthday party, oh, or almost my first birthday party, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is on the twenty fourth of August, which ain't that yeah. far off. I'll have been running this joint for a year. Yeah. Well, the podcast wouldn't be that far off after that. Absolutely. Absolutely right. Yeah. So we should have a first birthday podcast party too. (laughs) We can coincide all of them and you can figure out how to do a live podcast. It's never going to (laughs) happen. But that Saturday we're going to have some fun events. Uh, We're going with high tea theme. Oh. But more than that, I won't say at the moment. But okay. If you haven't already done the socials both for the podcast and for the pub, yeah. do so. There's a whole lot of fun events coming out. Yeah. We're open for the streets. We're open for Russ at Festival Hall. Mm-hmm. There's so much stuff happening. But if you're on the socials, you'll see it all. Can I ask an old person question? What's Russ? Who's Russ? He's it's cool, not, man. It's not Russell Brand, is it? No. Is it Russell Crowe? No, he's just called Russ, man. He's just called Russ. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> He does the hippity hoppity music. Oh, cool. We He's should, we should immediately stop talking about this. <laughs> can, can I say, can I say the, uh, the thing that, if you think you're old already, mm-hmm, I can I tell you, I can tell you that Russ features in Forbes lists of 30 under 30 to watch. The yeah, fact that I right. know the Forbes list and not who Russ is. Well, as we've mentioned on, I think we've mentioned on other podcasts, not this one, but what is Forbes? What, what do you do, Forbes? Yeah. You write about wrestling, then you're writing about 30 to watch under 30 Pokemon. I assume hot people. Like, not hot people. What am I talking about? Rich people. <laughs> no influential people. Oh. He's an influencer. Well, how, how do Forbes know about that? Well, because maybe, he's, maybe he's caught a lot of Pokemon, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah, they're they also obsessed Pokemon with. Pokemon as well. <laughs> anyway, um, I get most of my wrestling information from Forbes, so mm. thank you. But anyway, we're going to stop talking about wrestling on this podcast. Um yeah, well, I think that's okay. Well, I think that's pretty much everything. Um, yeah, we had a we went down as we said we went down to the to the nest in Spotswood, which you should check out. It's a really nice space. So if you're west side, um, you know, if you're out in Footscray or Yarraville or anything, it, uh, it's just a short hop across to to Spotswood. Um, I really love their beers. It, it you know they're not such nice people. Um, and yeah, we had a chat to to Jane Lewis just about sort of. Everything, everything too. So here it is. Okay, we're here at Two Birds Brewing. I'm here with David, as always. As always. And uh, we're joined today by uh, with uh, Jane Lewis. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you going? Good. Thank you for joining us. Pleasure. Um, I suppose we'll just get straight into it, huh? Sure. Let's far away. So we have uh, the usual traditional questions that we ask everybody that comes on the podcast. So I suppose we'll start there. Yeah. So the first question is where and when did you have your first drink? But usually people will sort of say, oh, my mum gave me a sip of wine when I was six <laughs> or whatever. Not really interested in that. We want the more sort of salacious high school first drinking story sort of thing. Yeah. Yep. So I remember a, you know, house party back in the day. I probably would have been 15, I reckon. Um it involved a number of VBs um, and a pretty unpleasant uh, ending where I think I may have ended up in a garden bed for a period of time and, and was not 
well at all and very bad hangover and very mm. bad headaches and and uh so it wasn't it wasn't a good start <laughs> not a rose garden or anything like that i mean that's the sort of thing where you need no. to choose your garden beds very carefully when you don't know. don't recall um but yeah it wasn't it wasn't a good one <laughs> and was that vb in perth yes it was so not emu or any of no, those no no i don't know i think vb was maybe all we were uh, aware of at the time so yeah. i think vb was much much more kind of still widely available and, and visible. So I think when we walked in mm. trying to, well, probably sent someone in to try to buy beer. It was usually me. I was always the one who was, because I had the, the talk and they used to send me in with my friend with the big boobs to uh, <laughs> to be like, all right. You can her while this one orders BB. <laughs> Correct, exactly. So I was always the confident one. So they used to send me in because they were like, oh, you'll be able to talk your way through it. Uh, <laughs> and so I would always get that. But otherwise we would, you know, stand outside a bottle shop with money and ask yeah. someone older to go in and yep. buy booze for us. So that, Yeah, that was our go-to. If we couldn't, one of our friend's brother would usually do it because yep. he was a three years older than us yeah so he was he was very nice thank you Aaron um (laughs) but uh yeah but I just remember the amount of work that would go into trying to get the alcohol and then a lot of the time you would have to do it earlier than the party say if the party was on the Saturday you'd have to for some reason you have to get it on the Wednesday and then there would be the logistical nightmare of where to keep it (laughs) who was gonna look after it yeah Yeah, exactly right which bush in which garden things (laughs) to be hidden in you couldn't just Pop it in the fridge. You know what I mean? Hey, mum, I'm just putting this slab in the fridge for the party that we're all going to get drunk at on Saturday night. <laughs> oh, my mum was the uh, she was the one who would pick us up and drop us off and right. do all of that stuff. So she was pretty uh, pretty on board. I don't remember her ever actually buying booze for us, but um, yeah. if we managed to procure it, she was you know wanted to make sure that we were going to get home safely and yeah. all of that stuff. I remember her driving at one point in time. A friend of mine lived from Perth in the Hills District, so 45 minutes to an hour drive away. Yeah. She used to drop her off every time, drive up, make sure she got home, Wow! drive us all home again. Meanwhile, we were all drunk and silly and, silly and ridiculous in the car and she just thought it was hilarious. <laughs> as long as she didn't have to clean the car the next day, no. as long as it never sort of got to that stage. Uh, got to that level, <laughs> yeah, the $250 deposit <laughs> level. <laughs> yeah, <that's exactly. laughs> yeah. I may have some experience in that area. <laughs> the Uber cleaning fee. <laughs> Uh, where did you have your first craft beer, Jane? So I don't remember specifically craft beer, but um, if I was to talk about my, I guess, epiphany beer, so yeah. the beer that really changed it all for me was um, Cooper's drinking Cooper's Sparkling with a mate mm. of mine um, at Steve's Pub in Netherlands, um, which was a uni bar. Um, always had a cranking Wednesday night session. Um, yeah. And, yeah, we went in there and he bought me a beer and I wasn't, normally a beer drinker and I smashed them all night long and was just like, oh, my God, this is the greatest thing in the world. So, um, yeah, that was kind of what opened the doors for me and then I stepped through and uh, found a whole lot of other stuff on the other side. Yeah, I remember a similar thing with Cooper's as well, like discovering the Empress, you know, someone just bought a jug of it and then having like your first sip of the pot and was like, that's not, that's not draft. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like this sort of like, oh, it doesn't even look like draft. No, it's, it's <laughs> crazy and stuff. There's something wrong with this beer, man. <laughs> you should probably take it back. No, it's meant to look like that. Oh, okay. Just try it. Oh, that's really nice. Which, of course, is hilarious now in the uh, in the world of hazes that yeah. we live in to, to think that at the time that that appeared very hazy to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you'll get people complaining that it's not hazy it's enough. It's not hazy enough. <laughs> Sorry, it doesn't look enough like soup. I'm not into yeah. it. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, uh, that was the one that changed it all for me. Yeah. Um, what about having a drink in Melbourne? Like, it's where's mm. your favourite sort of outside of your the own next. establishment? Obviously, <laughs> the Nest. Sure. Um, I miss the Reverence, so yeah. um, that's super sad for me. Um, they were probably one of our top customers and just a mm. place that I loved going. So I loved going there anyway and then it was just an added bonus. It was the cherry on top that yeah. I could actually go there and drink my own beer and <laughs> eat delicious tacos and listen to amazing music yeah. and, and whatever else. And I loved that it was a bit grungy and a bit divey, but, um, yeah, and it was in Footscray. It was just the best. So um, I miss the Rev. Um, where else do I like to go? I 
do hang west side for the most part. Yeah. Um, I don't need to leave these days, which is a really nice position mm, to be different in. Different world of 10 years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we live in Yarraville and, and obviously work in Spotswood. So I live my life in a very small triangle these days, which is <laughs> which is nice. Nice to be able to but do, it's that. Good if it you was, can do that. Yeah. It was not the case a while back. So um, look, you know, I like to, Mr. West, I love um, yeah. obviously just for the range of beers that they have on, mm. Bar Joe. Um, mm. If I'm eating, then the plough. But yeah, yeah, foot's great. You can have a very pleasant <laughs> little pub crawl around this part of the world now, as I know yeah. from personal experience. Absolutely, it's a changed world uh, when yep. you'd end up at the Royal and you know count your teeth on the way out and see. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I've still got most of them. <laughs> Everything's That's coming good. up, David. Yeah, pleasant Saturday in Footscray. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can start easily at either end and uh, yeah, wander your way through and and. Pretty much have too many venues. You, mm. you actually have to yeah. bypass something, otherwise. Um, you can have too many venues just at Mr. West. Yeah. So. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They are really nice guys, though. Keep it's They're a lovely. bit of a it's a bit of a time vortex. You go yeah. in for one or two, and, <laughs> and then six hours later, you're still there. It's like a know? casino. They've got no no clocks. You know, you can't see the sunlight. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> they specifically well, give the, you. Uh, <laughs> the last time I was there, we got chatting, and I mentioned the podcast, and then they sort of knew. David and so then you know for the rest of the night it was just on like yeah. every time we went to the bar we were paying half price and mm. and exit through <laughs> the gift shop as Banksy would say you know, <laughs> pick, up, you know, pick up just a you know I'll grab one or two oh, slabs yeah. <laughs> in the bottle shop yeah. once I've had seven drinks upstairs <laughs> yeah uh, what about overseas is there anywhere oh in look particular I mean the US in general I pretty much get there every two years which is amazing so i get to kind of check out lots of different places um happy place (laughs) singapore not so much for the booze though because it's so damned expensive Uh, is it really (laughs) it's really expensive yeah just for Um, the chewing gum and the sense of danger (laughs) (laughs) just because it's such a nice place to visit i'm going um i'm going back for my 40th um which is nice but yeah look um got a beautiful memory of drinking beer in belgium um yeah i can't even think of which town it would be in right now but sitting next to the river drinking you know just delicious belgian beers and watching the world go by and having had this delicious lunch just beforehand and just feeling like everything was right with the world yeah Mm. that sounds nice we're gonna put belgium on on the map. Oh, That's we, right. We, we were trying to get sort of, you know, find a way to get all of this claimed on our tax. But if we do some <laughs> grand tour of every brewer who comes on, <laughs> that, you know, where we need to go. So we've got... Yeah. The podcast got, is just an excuse, basically, to yeah. try and drink alcohol and claim it on tax. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which my accountant keeps on saying isn't a legitimate thing to do. But you know, Yeah, same. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep doing the podcast yeah. <laughs> until we find an accountant who agrees with us. Yeah, totally. But we also have a world map of where everyone's told oh, us cool. that they like to have a, uh, a drink. And it's, it's pretty we, extensive, but that's this right. We're not coming home I for bet. a very long time. <laughs> is, is there a, is this map anywhere online, or is it uh, just? No, we should it, do just, that. We you should. should. Do that. You we should, should absolutely. I would be. Uh, I would be interested in that map. So. Which there you do go, Damien. I'll do that this afternoon. Oh, I was going to do some university work this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drawing a map. Much more interesting. It's a lot more interesting. Trust me. The next question. This is one where people can be a little bit like ah. Uh, is that we we have a question where what is the strangest or funniest thing that you've seen in a cool room? All right. So for me, it's more of a smell than anything else. <laughs> We've so, had a couple of those stories. Yeah, that yeah. Fun. I mean, cool rooms have a strange smells about them anyway, I think. Um, mm. But we, our previous chef used to do a lot of fermenting and pickling and whatever else, and you would open the door of the cool room and it would literally punch you in the face. It was this kind of weird sort of sulfury four-day-old sock, chef sock. Mm. Mm. Uh, Special kind of sock. Chef sock sock after a 12-hour day uh, kind of situation. Uh, um, So there was some fair funk that would come out of that uh, cool room, which is where we would store our hops. So we would be... You know, luckily enough, they're in foil bags, so mm-hmm, they're protected. Mm. But there would be if we would be in and out there quite uh, quite often. So it was pretty it was pretty rank. Yeah, right. but it t- <laughs> the the vegetables were delicious once yeah. they were pickled. But just going through the process was mm-hmm. not pretty. No. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think of while you were telling that story is the Seinfeld episode, the stench. 
Where oh, like yeah, the smell the, keeps the smell. transporting itself from like Jerry's the, apartment to the car. The car, and, and then, then he, the- he tells the story about opening the car door. He's like, like a punch <laughs> in the face. <laughs> <laughs> this stench. Um, <laughs> um, so one of the uh, reasons that we're here is to preview the Goodbye Golden Ale event at the Royal Mail, five one nine Spencer Street. And um, do you remember it, David? I do. Good. Well, I. I live there, David. So <laughs> if I forgot where it is, I'm in big trouble. <laughs> uh, what led to your decision to drop uh, this from your core range, and how do you feel about finishing up with with one of the beers that that started it all for you? Well, you can't see my face on radio, but I have been making a sad face while you've been asking me the question. Yeah. So uh, you know, look, the decision is uh, purely a. Um, I guess people vote with their wallets, right? Yeah. So we've seen the sales of, of Golden decline um, and, you know, obviously looking at the marketplace, we understand that people are, are going for different styles. It's it's just not it's not a popular style these days. Um, so I guess it's just a keeping with with the market and mm. seeing that it's just not a not a style that's in growth so moving that on so that we can make room for for something else and yeah. look it's really sad for us it's a um uh it was the first beer we released um it's a huge part of our story yeah. at the time we did it because um you know i couldn't understand how we could walk into a bar and convince people to buy another another pale ale yeah. You know, I was quite obviously wrong on that. <laughs> and well, ate, ate, my hat, ate my hat five years later when we, uh, when we bought one out. But, uh, you know, live and learn. <laughs> um, mm. But I guess a lot of what we do is listen to the market and um, and, and react. So yeah. that was the reason for, for, for dropping Golden. And, yeah, it makes us makes us sad, but um, yeah. it'll make room for, for some other um, beers to come in. So we've obviously just bought in. Uh, IPA and a cider as well. Yeah. Um, so and you're making the cider here as well? Yeah. So we're getting the juice in and then fermenting it um, on site and yeah. processing it and everything like that, which is a really interesting process. Our guys are um, have been um, – one of my head brewer the other day was like, I've been reading more about cider than I have about beer recently. So right. he's really actually enjoying the process. It's like it's a you know, it's like being back at school. It's um <laughs> different yeasts and things, I presume. Different yeast and it and it actually behaves quite differently. So to me, cider is somewhere between beer and wine. It sort of lives somewhere in between those things. Yeah. And I'm uh so I've done all three in the past. So I was a winemaker before I was a brewer. Yeah. Um and I Helped Little Creatures launch um, Pipsqueak Cider back in the day. So yeah, right. I have previous experience, but it's a lifetime ago now. It would have been 13 years ago or something yeah. like that. Um, so I, there was a lot of, you know, trying to remember how all that went down and a lot more research and everything. Um, and so, yeah, look, we've, we've done three batches so far and, and each one of them gets a little bit more refined, but we're really happy with the um, the endpoint and the way the actual product is, has turned out. Yeah. Did a bit of benchmarking with a lot of the, um, you know, the common sellers on the market, and yeah, it's come up, it's come up really good. Oh, that's good. And so you're needing more room in the fermenters and things like that. Is that part of the goodbye golden ale story? Yeah, look, I mean, obviously there is there is space now that's um, but that's been made with that that beer. Um, so yeah, and I guess obviously the difference with cider is it doesn't pass through the brew house; it, it comes straight in the door, and yeah. we pump it out of the um, IBCs, a so thousand litre containers into the yeah. fermenter and warm it up and put the yeast in and let it go. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's a it's familiar but different to, yep. to brewing. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess Bantam, we were talking about sort of off air before, but Bantam's another one which has come and gone over the journey. So Come and gone, yep. After, what, eight years, is it? Is it about... Um, well, so we're, we're eight years in now. Um, Bantam probably lasted three, I reckon, maybe. Yep. Could be wrong. Feel free to tell me if that's not the case. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think, look, I don't really know, but this one for me is almost a case of um, potentially we were ahead of things a little bit too much. So obviously Session IPA seems to be hmm. a, a style that has probably plateaued a little bit, but, yeah. you know, pretty much as soon as we axed Bantam, we noticed that, at least four or five breweries put a session IPA in their ongoing yep. range. Yeah. And we were just like, God 
damn it. <laughs> um, but yeah, for us, it was a style that just um, wasn't moving. And, and but you know, people loved it. And, and mm. in the same way with Golden, when we mentioned that we were um, removing it from the range, the 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 outcry and the uproar mm. that, that went along with it, people just being like, why, why? <laughs> it's interesting, right? Because, you know, I do uh, occasional shifts at, at the Royal Mail as well and just talking to friends who are all into beer and stuff. The, and through the podcast, the vibe that I was getting from people was that people seemed to be moving more and more away from IPA. Mm. But from what you're saying, that's not the case. So people seem to be sort of, not bitching, but saying, oh, I'm over IPAs, I'm looking for something else. But then from what you're saying, so that's not happening at all. <laughs> yeah. At all. Like there are these other options there, but people aren't yes. sort of going for them. I think so. Yeah. I think that's um, – and I think it's also a matter of the, you know, potentially speaking to a pointy end of a, of a small piece of a pie, right? You mm, know, yeah. we're still talking about craft beer only being whatever it is, 7% or, or yeah. 5% or something like that of the market. And then yeah. within that, obviously, there's the there's the pointy end who are potentially sick of IPAs, but there's mm. still a massive... Listening to podcasts and coming on podcasts. <laughs> 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 Nothing <laughs> against... <laughs> you, know. you weird people who listen to podcasts. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if I ever meet any of them, Damien, I tell you what, <laughs> you don't want to, Damien. <laughs> no, no, it's just I think it's important to recognise because um, I think we can all kind of, to an extent, listen to each other, and then yeah. we're probably only representing a, a small percentage of the actual the actual market. So, um, uh, yes, there's definitely people who are past IPAs and and wanting to go back to more kind of approachable yeah. things but um but then you know potentially they're the people buying just the single bottles of x y and z and and yeah. whatever else so the hunting for new beers um so look there's a obviously part of the way we see it is there's two distinct parts of the market potentially more but there is the mm. the people who are chasing the new um the the real incredibly craft beer engaged yeah. um, set. And then there's the people who are just want to drink something good and, and you know, are interested but not, mm. you know, yeah. not live and live and breathe it and whatever yeah. else. So, um, and they're effectively looking for, for different products. Mm. Yeah. What do you think that might be, like, as far as outside of an IPA, do mm. you th- see any trends happening with other types of beer or oh look i mean I, I guess the same same things we've been seeing for a little while now i mean obviously the nipa thing's not mm. going away that's continuing at a rate of knots by yeah. the looks of it um sours again yeah. still seem to be um continuing um black currant gozers black currant gozers exactly it's <laughs> <laughs> the next big thing <laughs> more of that in a moment but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, look, I still see, see that as being as being the things that people are into. I haven't really seen anything, you know, you, you see the Brewed IPA come up and go back down again, uh, yep. you know, didn't really get much traction and didn't, you know, everyone gave it a go. Yeah. A lot of the brewers were like, yeah, cool, I'm going to play with this, but it, it hasn't really, um, hasn't sunk its teeth in the mm. same way that something like Nipah has. And, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, uh, it's impossible to tell because, I don't know, I was being a purist brewer and someone who's done it for 15 plus years. Yeah. I think a lot of us uh, on the brewing side of things when the Neepers came out were just like, this is atrocious and what are we doing? And uh, <laughs> this is against everything that we've ever worked at and, and whatever else. And then, yeah. um, you know, the again, it was the public, the drinking public saying, this is what we want to drink. And yeah. they kept drinking them and drinking them and drinking them. And, and you know, you just got to give the people what they want. That's effectively what it has come down to to us. Mm. Um, so if they're not drinking gold now, get rid of that. And then, you know, if there are into other things, then then yeah. give them those. That's, that's what it's yep. all about. Um, another big trend at the moment is breweries opening up to the public, yep. um, which you've done here with The Nest. What are the what have been the best things about opening The, the Nest for you guys? Um, look, personally, I love the, you know, the fact that you can stand at the bar People don't know who you are. You can just kind of <laughs> hang out and uh, just eavesdrop. Listen, just say, listen in. Eavesdrop on people's <laughs> conversations. Um, you know, not about anything other than the beer, of course. But uh, you know, you just get to hear a little snippet of 
oh, it's so great, I really no. love this or oh, I'm not so fond of this or, or whatever else. I love yeah. the um, – you know, not not that we don't get that on social media anyway. I mean, these, <laughs> these days you get uh, completely unfiltered, yeah. you know, things from from everywhere. So mm-hmm. there's no shortage of, of feedback. But I really like that personal kind of touch of being able to see people drinking the beer and, yeah. and, and hear it. But also, yeah, just, just being able to literally wander around and, and see people enjoying the space and mm. um, enjoying the beers and the food and, and the whole experience and, and – yeah, that for me is just makes my makes my soul happy. <laughs> yeah, of course, it's a really beautiful space as well. Like, thank you. Just looking around, I was so stressed about getting everything set up, I hadn't actually looked at anything until <laughs> just then. I was like, oh, this is really well, nice. Whereas I'm just sitting here with fermenter envy. You know, it's a bit weird here. Yeah. Just, you can sort of sit in a brewery and go, oh, I'd like one of those and one of those. <laughs> Maybe if I sold the pub and started a brewery, I wonder whether. You know. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't like money, then uh, yeah, uh, then. <laughs> pretty clear that I don't. If you have a look at my sort of <laughs> career true. track record. It's We've been friends for a while. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> Were there any challenges or unforeseen things that happened out here? We love on the podcast sort of re- pulling back the curtain a bit for everyone who thinks, wouldn't it be great to own a pub or wouldn't it be great to own <laughs> yeah. a brewery? And then you hear the, oh, you've got no idea how to clean a cool room or what happens when, <laughs> yeah. you know, something what happens nasty when gets the into cool a room tank. stops working. Yeah. 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 I have oh. a weekly one of those stories. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, look, I mean, it's it's a it's a big machine, you know. We've yeah. got lots of moving parts. We've got chillers and um, obviously brew houses and bottling lines and and you name it. And obviously we have a canning line that comes in contract canning. And um, yeah, I there's probably so many things, but I think I've repressed most of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's very healthy. That's good. That's healthy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, look, I mean, the thing for me is is just how much money it needs and continues yeah. to need on an ongoing basis. So, yep. you know, you start in a place. Actually, there was a, a Facebook memory that showed up today of um, four years ago um, of the what, what you can't see behind me out there, but um, mm. what the guys here can, um, that had four tanks in it and then we moved – all of them around and put two new ones in. Since yeah. then, there's another two that's gone in. Plus, we've taken over two more warehouses. Plus, we have four more fermenters after that. Yeah. Plus, a bottling line. Plus, 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 plus. Yeah. Um, so, it's a, um, yeah, the planning side of it and the, the funding side of it is is so incredibly important. Um, yeah. So, yes, less uh, things that we've messed up, but things that I um, always think are important to understand when you're getting into getting into something like this. Yeah. Um, we're also going to be having, um, or we're going to be having the Purple Rain on tap at the Goodbye Golden Ale event at the Royal Mail. Oh, mm. yeah, um, Karen goes, I hear they're all the rage. What's the story behind that? Yeah, and, so if people uh, are coming in and having a drink of that, what yes. should they be expecting in that? Okay, so. It's an ace name, by the way. Oh yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> One of our brewers came up with it. He's um he's the king of puns. So right. um, whenever we can't come up with something, we just send it out to the to the uh, to the team, and for the most part, he comes back with the uh, the winning the winning name that we're all just like, of course, yeah. Um, so eighth birthday, we use the um, anniversaries as kind of you know inspiration for each of the birthdays. So. Yeah. Um, you know, I pick and choose from this, you know, the traditional, the modern, the whatever. So this particular one we chose salt. Um, so hence the goza. Yeah. Um, then I had started doing some work with a um, food waste platform called Yumi. Mm. And effectively what they have is bulk um, quantities of food that can't be used that might have been made for a particular order or, or whatever else that um, would otherwise go into landfill. Mm, right. Um, and then I just – was scrolling through the platform just looking for inspiration really. There were a whole stack of black currants in there and I was like, sweet. Perfect. Good. Literally. (laughs) Yep, so goza, black currant, done. Okay, cool. And I was like, right, how else can we make this fancy? And we were like, all right, let's do 8% 8th birthday. Um, You know, imperial goza sounds like a a fun thing to do. People often say that I can't make high alcohol beers, so that was a little bit Mm, of a – Challenge accepted. Yep. Um, Who are these people? So, oh, look, I, you know, it's just, <laughs> there's just a lot of scuttlebutt. Obviously, you know, a lot of the beers we make are kind of between four and a half and five and a half. And, uh, and that's, you is know. Is this on the Soch? On the Soch, right, yeah. There's okay. just, you know, a little bit of uh, 
the chatters, the whispers in the world. Right, right, right. right. Um, so I was just like, all right, sweet, let's do this 8% thing. And and um, and I tell you what, it's um, the one thing if you are drinking this at the Royal Mail, be careful of the booze because it drinks like soft drink and yeah. kicks like a mule. Yep. So uh, it is – but, yeah, you do – you get you get the black current. Sounds like my kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you get the black current character. You get that little bit of salt um, yeah. and it's just – you know, nice sour note. Um, yeah, really, really stoked with the way it turned yeah. out. You know, we were all here drinking it on the actual on the eighth birthday, yeah. and um, I tell you what, there were some sore heads the next day that uh, didn't <laughs> yeah. quite realise how that was going to go down. So, uh, you know, just just a little uh, be alert but not alarmed. Yeah. Uh, well, I love <laughs> warning I on that. Genuinely love Gozo, so I'm like excited that you guys have done one. Yeah, because. I really like your bit, so I'll be looking forward. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to, to doing that. Excellent. You can tell me how I went with making a high alcohol beer. Yeah, I'll get on you can social argue, media. You can argue on Weibo or whatever your social <laughs> well, media. Well, I do have a Huawei phone, so <laughs> I only get Weibo for some reason. It's weird. Um, what uh, what plans do you have for the for the future, like mm-hmm. for the brewery and for? the nest. Um, look, I guess we've uh, you know. I guess just with the nest, trying to get more people in the door as always, yeah. just trying to engage with um, with the community as much as possible, yeah. um, and get people in the door so that we can share the two bird story with them and and share all the beers. Mm. Um, so a bit of that, um, constantly reviewing our range, of yeah. course. Um, you know, not that this is a threat, but if beers don't sell, they will go away. So uh, if, if you like them, drink them. This, this, this sounds like when we were talking to Emily from Froth and she was yeah. talking about what she was going to do to her, you know, cute little puppy. This is sort of the equivalent <laughs> beer, beer one. You know, this, don't make Jane kill any more of the cute little puppies that come yeah. out of the Absolutely. two birds. You know. Um, yeah, no, so we're constantly keeping an eye on, on the range and seeing where that's all, all going. Um, we have a new limited release beer every two weeks, so we're we're in a constant, um, you know, constant work with all of that. Yeah. So we've got a next one's a barrel aged Belgian double. Um, so we put it in in October last year. Um, so that'll be out in the next couple of weeks. We've got a brown ale launching this Friday. Mm, brown so, ale. Yeah, we're in our uh, we're in our dark phase. If we were an artist, then uh, then you know yeah, that's that's where we black be. period. Yeah, the black period exactly. <laughs> so, which you know seems right given the weather. Although looking outside, it's bright and I sunny know, it's today. So. Day. <laughs> Glad I've taken the day off work today. I'm going out to the Williamstown rock pools and so forth after oh, this, really? which I was anticipating. I am, Damien. I oh. anticipated this being awful weather, but Delightful. my seven-year-old son and I are going out to play there. So, oh, it's oh, amazing. Delightful. Mm. Anyway. It's a slight diversion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a slight diversion. <laughs> if ever you're looking for me, you can find me at the Williamstown rock pools. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think that's pretty much. I think that's pretty much everything. Um, so yeah, we'll be having. The Two Birds event, obviously. When when is that? That's David? Friday the nineteenth at the Royal Mail. So mm-hmm. we'll have uh, one of the last kegs in Melbourne of the Golden. We'll have the Purple Rain. We've got the Trailblazer and the Pale in cans. It'll be six dollar cans and free wings between four and six pm. Um, amongst other exciting things that'll be going on, which I haven't thought of yet. So. <laughs> I, love, I love the Trailblazer as well. This is going to be good. This is going to be a good event. So many good beers. I'm. I'm looking forward to it. But I think, Jane, we should probably let you go so you can actually go and make more delicious beers and <laughs> we'll get out of your hair. But thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. No worries. Thanks. Walking around the corner, above is inside. Up there on the left, just past those lights. We've been there before, yeah, that place is all right. Let's pull up a stool and settle in for It was just a nice chat, wasn't it, David? What are you giggling about? <laughs> no, no, I'm just trying to put you off. Don't worry. <laughs> Jane was so nice to us, especially she to accommodate, accommodate us at 9am in the morning. I'm to give more. you coffee. She did. It was actually really nice. She was like, oh, it's just, it's just terrible, like instant coffee. It was really, well, one, it was needed at five past nine in the morning, <laughs> but it was really nice. I think that was a, I think that was a really cool chat. So hopefully that'll get you a bit more excited for the, for the Two Birds event at uh, the Royal Mail, which is 519 Spencer Street. And get you excited for going out to visit the uh, <laughs> to go out and visit the nest itself if you've not been out there before. 
It's yeah. a very uh, well put together facility. So yeah, um, and uh, you know, you can maybe you'll be giving Jane some feedback without mm. even knowing it. Speak in a loud voice and <laughs> say things about how much you enjoyed the podcast and how brewers should go on them more often. Yes, yes, definitely. Um, was speaking of the podcast. People are still listening to it. People are still downloading it. People are telling their friends about it. Um, we we have a big spike after we drop an episode, and then there's just constant people discovering us all the time and going back and listening to old episodes, which is amazing. Um, you guys can't. We don't. You know, we don't have any ads or Patreons or anything like that. The best way you can support us, though, is by following us on our social media, um, which is at Cool Room podcast on facebook and instagram and call room podcast at gmail if you want to send us an email or if you've got any ideas of who you'd like to hear on the podcast we can try and we'll see if we can try and make it happen yeah. or if you'd like um, to be on it yourself yeah if, you if want. you're in hospital life or yeah, exactly right you've got some related matters yeah some stories that you can tell us or um, if you just hang out the williamstown rock pools and you know if you feel <laughs> like you happened across david at 10.30 on Wednesday morning. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> it would have been quite brisk. It was a nice day, though. It was, a, it was lovely at the mm. beginning. Yeah. yeah. A couple of large birds and, you know, some rock pools. <laughs> Blakey and I almost fell in. Of course. Well, thankfully, Jen was there, your wife, to rescue you guys in case. <laughs> or just watch on with a disappointed shaking of the head. But that's, that's look, that's, that's our relationship. That's We've been married 20 years. <laughs> Um, but I was going to say, if you can, uh, you know, uh, what is the word? Subscribe to the podcast and, and rate and review it. Um, I think we've still got a five-star review. I don't think mm. it's dropped. So that's amazing. Um, Google Podcast now exists. I realized I was saying Google Podcast for ages and it was, didn't even exist in Australia yet. Uh, it does, and you can find us on there. So oh, I wasn't aware of that. We're on everything. Oh, we're famous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. If you you get a t-shirt made. You've got to put podcast in there. If you just put in the cool room, there's a few other people that pop up. But if you put in cool room podcast, we're the first thing that comes up. So, yeah, we are slightly famous in a four-block radius. <laughs> um, but thank you, guys. That's what we're trying to say. We really appreciate the support. I'm nodding a lot, which is very No, it's, it doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> David, David is nodding in agreement. Um but yeah, we wanted to have two birds on the on the podcast for ages, and we finally got it to to happen. So that's that's awesome. I'm really happy about that. So hopefully you enjoyed the podcast. And as Dave was saying earlier, we've got a whole bunch of other things lined up. So there's a lot more exciting things to come for season two. But until that happens, <laughs> good night, Australia. Good, <laughs> good night. <laughs>